liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I got to pass this along very quickly. Do you remember Denise Austin? She's like a workout person from like yes, the 70s and 80s yeah, or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you, she's 64 now. Okay. And the reason I say this is because in my email, um, I, I found out, and I'm going to have to reply to this later on, a Nigerian prince um, <laughs> has a, an attorney, a barrister that who has sent me some information. Yeah. And uh, anyway, but next to it was losing weight for the new year. And, you know, Denise Austin is 64. And I, I thought it was a fascinating email because uh, she shares her best menopause tips. And I thought, I need that, Mark. This is what I need because she's 64 and looks like she's 34. Wow. And that's me. That just has me all over it. You know, <laughs> come on. You ever wonder how you get, on world? Ma- you ever wonder how you get on these email lists? Because I get the same yeah. kind of stuff. You just, why am I getting this? You know, <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking I'm so tired of seeing these really rich celebrities uh-huh. who look better now. Who obviously I've had a lot of work you know? done. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a hundred percent. The fact that they work out all the time. It's the fact that they can afford to get work done. That's <laughs> That's part of oh, it. Oh, is that one? Okay. I think it is, yes. Huh. <laughs> Trust me, Denise Austin has, <laughs> she's probably spent some money on, on her eyes and other parts you of think? her face okay. and such. Yeah, well, I, I was actually, so, yeah. it's funny because Denise Austin, I thought, was Steve Austin's daughter, <laughs> a man, barely alive, you know, and we can rebuild him. I I well, I mean, if she's had work done, yes. Yeah, there you go. See, now we have arrived. The $6 million man is right back. And you know, Mark, a lot of people don't know that there was a $7 million man. Did you know that? I do remember. I okay, do the $6 remember, million dollar yeah. man was Steve Austin, an astronaut jet pilot, right? Right. And he had uh, one bionic arm, bionic eye. Were both of his eyes bionic or just one? I think one. Okay. Two and bionic legs so he could run, you yeah, know. And, and he also but, had the ear because he could hear things. Oh, the ear. I forgot yeah, about yeah. the ear. Okay. Yeah. So he had one eye bad, one ear. I bet they were like right, left. They had to be, otherwise he'd yeah. be out of balance. But right. yeah. he uh, only had one bionic arm and he was the $6 million man. So the $7 million man was a NASCAR driver. And the reason he cost a million more, both of his arms were bionic. So ah. he actually... Yeah, he was, but he became a villain. So the bad guy goes up against the good guy, the bad, you know, and Steve Austin, gotcha. a man with only one bionic arm, still was able to take down the NASCAR driver, you know. And this is, this is where things like this fall apart for me. Okay. I think about Steve Austin, the $6 million man, and I think, okay, so he's got the bionic arm, the super right. strength. He's got the bionic legs, right? Yeah. They're all attached to stuff that's not bionic. Right. Right. They're all attached to regular body parts, Mm -hmm. the torso, the hips, things like that. So if he's if he lifts a car off of off of somebody. Yes. His bionic limbs are all in sync and they're working. Shouldn't that just rip the rest of his body apart? I mean, you know, Mark, (laughs) when you start doing this stuff to me, it's like talking about hot tub time machine and how time travel really doesn't work that way. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It doesn't. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and uh you know a couple little heads up we mentioned this a while ago but we do want to thank all of you who are listening uh new listeners welcome in yeah uh those of you who have shared this with others thank you very much Uh, as we begin the new year we're only a couple of days in um we can do the daily bible reading plan that mark put on liferadio.fm 
you can catch up and it's reading the Bible from, you know, beginning the whole Bible in a year, but not necessarily going from Genesis to, you know, revelation where you get bogged down uh, in a lot of things that actually prevent a lot of us from turning page to page. Yeah. The baguettes. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It gets to you after a while and this helps. It makes it, uh, makes it easier to understand and tie some stories together from different parts of the Bible too, which is very helpful in understanding or it is for me anyway. So, sorry. All right. Mark, a thief dressed uh, up as a UPS worker. Oh, no. Now, in this day and time, just in in my neighborhood alone, and I'm sure it's for yours, too, there will be four or five different companies that deliver, you know, boxes and letters to people in my hood. And I think two of them might be Dave's Outdoor Delivery, you know? (laughs) Billy Bob's. (laughs) Well, an armed thief dressed as a UPS delivery person forced himself into a New York City apartment last week and demanded a couple and their grandchildren bind themselves with zip ties. The thief, with the help of another man, made off with two iPhones, an iPad, personal documents, and $7,500 in cash swiped from a safe and a piggy bank. Video released by police show shows the man knock on an apartment door in the Bronx He's holding a box and wearing a brown knit hat and a, with big block letters that read UPS. When a 60-year-old woman answered the door, the thief pushed inside and said he had a revolver in the faux package. Another man also entered the apartment, and at gunpoint, the pair demanded the woman, her 63-year-old husband, and their 8-year-old and 6-year-old grandkids use zip ties to bind themselves. The thieves ransacked the apartment and fled. The couple and children weren't injured. A $3,500 reward is being offered for information leading to uh, the suspects. Okay. So the sticky bandits or wet bandits, whatever you want to call them. They're the UPS bandits now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, were they targeting, you know, were they not watching the neighborhood and and picked this one particular place? Yeah. Uh, It just, it seems odd, you know, what they got away with. But something, there's got to be more to this story. Mm Mm-hmm. I would hmm. think so. I I would love to know the rest of the story. Yeah. Somebody get Paul okay. Harvey on the line because I will Paul Harvey this and yeah. let you know later on today what I find out. Yeah. Okay. Just I, I I understand the whole thieving thing. Yeah. You know, I understand somebody and I mean this and okay, if you wanted money and you rob a bank, okay? You're robbing the bank of its money, fine, yeah. it's insured. But to steal wow. from somebody's home, you know, if you've ever been robbed, if you've ever had your your personal space violated by somebody that came in, you know, while you were gone and you come home and find it. That's one thing. Yeah. But to have somebody, you know, to answer your front door and open the door to this. Yeah. Man, that would, uh, that would mess with the head for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's a good, it's a good thing. The gun laws are in effect there, right? Because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) wait, hold on. It didn't stop the guy with the UPS hat from having one, did it? No, never does. It never stops uh, the bad guys. No, it never does. Isn't that interesting that they will let's, let's write more laws to, to keep (laughs) these people from breaking laws who are already breaking laws. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? liferadio.fm the market mac show and we we haven't talked a lot about the snow uh yesterday no, no. and mainly because um 
<laughs> well, we're lazy. I don't know. I mean, I, well, Mark we posted a bunch of pictures. Yeah. He posted pictures that look like black and white. And I'm glad you told me that off air a yeah. minute ago because I wondered. I thought it was artistic. No. You know, because you, you posted the snow pictures early, and I'm looking at them going, okay, are we going artistic here? I mean, is this, what was the guy's name, Helmut Newton or something that know. did the, yeah. uh, anyway, very artistic looking photos, but it really, they weren't black and no, white. They were taken not. with your color camera. Yeah, huh? they're taken with my iPhone camera. It's just, just mm -hmm. out the window. And uh, <laughs> there might be one of those pictures where you can see there's a cedar tree in, yeah. in the backyard. And if you blow it up, if you zoom in real tight on the cedar tree, you might be able to tell, oh, that's green. But, every, oh, okay. you know, yeah. but every, it all looks black and white just yeah. because of the, the, the way. And yeah. there's a valley over behind the house. Uh, right. There's a valley. And the trees in that valley, for some reason, well, and I know exactly why now that I think about it, because that valley tends to be foggy when it's, you know, when it's really cloudy and foggy and stuff, that valley holds clouds and it's foggy all the time. So all the trees in that valley behind the house are, are white, stark white, where all that moisture froze on them. And right. so you look across the ways and you see, you see snow in between the trees and you see snow on the limbs and you see this band of white where that whole <laughs> valley is just white and sparkling from the ice. It's just amazing right. back there. But it all looks like a big black and white photo. And it's not black and white. It's just right. starkly white and then all that wow. dark bark and stuff on trees. It's crazy. And you still have a bunch out there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we still wow. have a bunch at our house. The uh, the the uh, the deck has still got snow on it. The back steps has got snow. The, wow. Uh, yeah. We still, every place that's not on the ground, I would say, has right. still got snow. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, Braylon... Uh, yeah, you know, they were not scheduled to return to school yesterday. And yeah. I kept thinking, you know, it was funny because I'm talking to Hannah Sunday night. I'm like, hey, they canceled school or delayed it or whatever. And she goes, I don't know. I haven't gotten anything. And, you know, we're like, wait a minute. They don't have school tomorrow. They already, you know, they weren't right. planning on going. It was. And so that's why we didn't have any of those alerts for where Braylon goes. But yeah, um, we got on played, you know, he had snowball fights. And I had to, I had, did have to teach him the difference, you know, of slush ball, rock ball, <laughs> snowball. Because Braylon, yeah, he's, ow, he's all boy. But, but dude, OK, but I got to admit, I'm going to admit it right now. I did not do it on purpose. OK, yeah. But he, I was letting him throw snowballs because it was fun. I mean, you know, it, he's six. Okay. It's right, snow. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And so I got out there with him. We were playing, you know, and, um, I had a little snowball that I was, you know, I nailed him in the face. Oh, I mean, my. in the face, totally on, I had lofted it. I thought to try to get it just to land uh, right behind him, you know, or whatever, maybe pop him on the head, just something fun. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I nailed him between the eyes on the nose, just Oh, Boom. That's awesome. And it was like, he laughed at first. Yeah. And then it was like, but wait a minute. It's cold. It's freezing. It's dripping. <laughs> you know, sorry I'm for telling. Laughing. I'm sorry like, for laughing. Poor, poor guy. No. But the thing is, that's one of those great lessons that you're going to yeah. have. You know, you're going to have to learn. This is what it feels like. Yeah. But I, uh, and also it's like, okay, this is why I can't understand why anybody would want to live in a place where this is normal, you know, uh, because it, I, all day I'm like, this is cold. And I'm, and I'm, it was even, was not even below freezing, you know? Right. And I'm thinking your brother, he comes out and drinks his coffee on the back porch and this and going, wow, beautiful day. Yeah. I'm like, no, exactly. it's freezing cold. Yeah. I'm wet and I'm cold. I yeah. want to go home. Yeah. But he lives in Fairbanks, Alaska, yes. you know, where right. right now it's dark. And, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and, they, and it's like well below zero. It's yeah. just, you know, 
And it's that I way for months out of the year. No, I couldn't yep. do it either, which mm. probably explains why he's in the Philippines right now. There you go. Uh-huh. It's like, so you decided to live your working <laughs> life in Fairbanks, Alaska, <laughs> but when it comes time for retirement, you're going to the one place where snow ain't happening. That's you know, right. good for you. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and max show and mark you know in the in 2021 we had a lot of blowback uh from against police officers you know defund the police and things like that became Uh a a big deal and it had been getting to that point for some years but one of the things that i found the most amusing was there's the tv show live pd um that was on a and e and um, it led to other offshoots, you know, uh, live rescue, things like that. Yeah. But I thought if you're concerned about how police officers are doing their job, having a camera crew following them around and broadcasting it all live. That's the way to go. That's what you I want. Mean, yeah. Yeah. And so I could not believe when the left came after these shows. Yep. And it was LaDonna who pointed it out. You know, she said, you know, the reason they want them off the air is because showing police and what they go through on a daily basis, the good, the bad and the ugly really is going against everything. These idiots are trying to throw down the throats of the American public. That's exactly because you see these police officers dealing with situations that most of us, uh, even, you know, on a good day, wouldn't tolerate, you know? Yeah. And they deal with them. And anyway, I thought that is actually the truth, you know, but it would make sense to me if you were about coming down hard on police that you would put a camera crew with all of them and broadcast it and boom. But anyway, they took all those off the air. So during the holidays, LaDonna and I were looking for them, you know, different like on YouTube and, you know, looking for live PD and you can still find uh, edits of the show. But anyway, it's just fascinating to me the number of times people in custody were able to get the handcuffs off or moved around and took off in a vehicle that everybody recognized was a fire truck, an ambulance, a police car, any number of things. So when I saw this, that you had this in the show prep, (laughs) man steals fire truck outside a hospital. You steal a fire truck outside a hospital. Everybody's going to know. I mean, you, you're not going to slink away with this one. No, you're not. And this guy was arrested on suspicion. I love the way they say it. it was on suspicion of stealing a fire truck and taking it on a wild pursuit through several cities before they caught up with him in Anaheim last week. By the way, this is all in, in my, this is where I was raised in orange County, right in this area. And it just cracks me up whenever I see a story out of there. Because I told you, I used to think for years I would move back there when I got, you know, yeah. when the kids moved out. Yeah. I have absolutely <laughs> zero desire. No. I, you know. <laughs> Listen, people are moving away from there. Now, yes. You know, they're so not moving in. They're not moving to there. Well, truck 85, it's a half million dollar truck, was stolen Yikes. from UCI Medical Center in Orange at 1.40 a.m., as paramedics were taking a patient to the hospital. So says Captain Greg Barta of the Orange County Fire Authority. Orange County, Anaheim, it's all, you know, it's all in the same area. As they were dropping off a patient at the hospital, the truck was stolen, he says. The driver traveled through many Orange County communities, including Fountain Valley and Irvine, before finally stopping in Anaheim near Ball Road and Brookhurst Street. An hour later, the driver finally stopped in Anaheim where the man walked up to the window as if to say, a man walked up to the window as if to say, don't go any further. Richard Lynn Wilson, 
who said he lives on the sidewalk nearby. He's a homeless guy. Yeah. Said he put himself in the middle of the chaos on purpose. He says, I just didn't want that kid to get shot. Hmm. The driver was taken into custody. He's not been named, but firefighters suspect he has some truck driving abilities. (laughs) (laughs) Police officer Barta says, this isn't driving a Ford F-150, a car, or a minivan. (laughs) It's a massive, different driving radius. It takes a lot to move a a vehicle that big. Uh, They finally (laughs) took the guy into custody about 3 a.m., and yeah, the truck was damaged in the chase. A half-million-dollar truck, man. You can almost buy a Tesla for that. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and you know mark when you and i have had to deal with snow in our career together yeah um remember a couple different times and especially when you're in alabama and snow is in the forecast because we don't get it often we don't really have a clue and (laughs) it's not a bad thing to stay home when it snows and it kind of cracks me up how some parents um or non-parents who just want to comment on schools taking off time, you know, uh, it, mainly because we don't have snow day. You know, it's not something that happens that often. Right. And it just, I would think employers would be a little understanding that if you've got children of school age and there's a snow day, that golly gee whiz, beef, maybe Dave doesn't need to show up today. You know, <laughs> cut him some slack. Yeah. But every uh, year you get those. And we've had different years where uh, you and I, again, have seen snow in the forecast and went, well, we better go, you know, because you don't have an excuse. In radio back in the day, no, no. there was no way of doing the show from anywhere but the studio. And right. the boss would give you the option, hey, I don't care where you sleep or what you do, but you will be on the air or you will not be here anymore. Uh, you know, I've slipped on a radio station floor a few times yep. myself. Yeah. It's just, you know, we did it together one time. I yeah. mean, not in the same room, but right, yeah. it was just because we it, we both had to be there. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's just one of those things that happens. <laughs> and I love, I, remember, it when you get, I love it when you get up that next morning and you open the door. Uh, oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's balmy outside. The cold front never came. Oh, yeah. That's always a real pleasurable day. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah. man. And people come in like, dude, what? Why do you look so rough, man? Mm-hmm. Dude, you know. Isn't that what you were wearing yesterday? Yeah, it is actually. And uh, who had a dog in this place is what I want to know. Uh, Anyway. uh, Hey, Mark. Yes. The dictionary.com's word of the year. I didn't know we even had one of these. Um, I didn't even know that there was still a dictionary, you know, but (laughs) the big book on the shelf over there. But now it's just online. Autocorrect, you know. (laughs) And the thing is that you, you think about a dictionary, right, as something that sets the standard. Okay, this is what you look to to see if these words are right. How right. to spell these words to look up the definitions. This is the standard. But now it's changing so often. They change the meanings of words. They change all this stuff. How, how can you, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. At least it doesn't to me. But every year, every year, the folks at dictionary.com do choose a new term. They choose a new term in its online reference service as the word of the year. A word that they say, quote, acts as power, a powerful prism through which to view the defining <laughs> events and experiences of 2021. <laughs> wombat. Yes. Well, it's not wombat. It's allyship for 2021. That's dictionary.com's 2021 word of the year, allyship. Ever heard that word? Never. Me neither. The on, they Allyship. Say, yeah. Uh, they announced it uh, last Monday. 
It's the first time they say that a word has been named the year's top term the same year they added it to the dictionary. The online dictionary defines allyship as, quote, the status or role of a person who advocates and actively works for the inclusion of a marginalized or politicized group in all areas of society, not as a member of that group, but in solidarity with its struggle and point of view and under its leadership, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it is politically correct and very woke. It's the word of the year. Allyship. Wow. Mm-hmm. This year... I- Go ahead. No, I'm I Mark, I'm just trying to think of a word I can make up that <laughs> shares my frustration with this. Allyship. Now the word ally, you know what that means. Yeah. But allyship is is a manufactured word to describe a particular situation which we just described. And that's just Right. I, I, this is our language is constantly shifting and changing <laughs> and the, those that can and do will shift and change definitions to suit their purposes. And this is what's happening mm-hmm. here. It's hard to keep up wow. with it nowadays. Very hard. I'm just blown away by a, a word that gets made up becomes the word of the year. Yeah. And it's allyship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was pronounced alley. Yeah. Like allyship. And I thought of all the alleys in different movies along the way. And <laughs> I was in the space of you doing the whole thing. I was like breakfast club, Ali Sheedy, you know, war games, Matthew Broderick, Ali Sheedy, you know, Oh, like, we're back. Okay. Ali, allyship. Okay. Hmm. I'm an, thinking is an alley ship. That's something you have when you live in the area between two homes and it's paved where it has a bunch of trash cans or it's a big and, boat carrying a lot of people working on the same project. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. An ally ship, or an, again, we can mispronounce it, alley ship. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, "Hey, Mark, where'd you park the alley ship?" <laughs> well, in the alley. What yeah. do you think? Ah, bum bum. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and you know, Mark, with the new year and all that, uh, we have a couple of uh, a couple of stories today that have dealt with things that we may or may not deal with on a regular day. Now, in this particular incident, okay, it is not New Year's Eve related. However, a woman crashes her Mercedes while driving, allegedly driving drunk. Right, yeah. Her her excuse, she actually claimed that the curb that she hit, the curb was too high to dodge. I am going to be honest. I'm letting this lady off with a warning for coming up with that excuse. Okay, right there. Well, well, this happened in the UK. So some of the terminology may be a little odd to you if you're not familiar with Isabella Worthington. That's her name, Worthington. She's 23. Oh, no. Hmm. With a name like Worthington, we can't do the story, Mark. Come on. (laughs) She was found to be way over the alcohol limit when the cops pulled her over after watching her scrape her A-class Mercedes outside a shopping uh, center in Manchester, England. But the, the party lover from Cheshire, Claimed she'd only chipped the roadside or clipped the roadside at uh, Parsonage Retail Park because it was unnaturally high due to the road being underdeveloped. I think words, she was unnaturally high. I think she's pretty, pretty creative. The cops who stopped her filed a report saying she was compliant, friendly, and chatty because, hello, at the scene, and she was driven to the police station in a squad car rather than a police van. The incident happened... Uh, Eh, on April 18th, this is a while back, the, while yeah. she was on her way home after it was thought she'd been out with her friends. 
<laughs> she initially pleaded not guilty to a charge of driving with excess alcohol and asked for the matter to be taken to trial. Because, of course. <laughs> but Worthington, who is thought to work as an underwriter for a car finance company, changed her plea on the day of the trial after she watched the police footage of the incident. <laughs> Bless her heart. Now they have a they have a standard there. We we have a you know we have a standard here where you you know we we yeah. refer to it as blowing a certain amount or or whatever mm-hmm. you know and you you've jokingly yeah. referred to it as blowing dead occasionally yeah you know yeah. and there and there <laughs> mm. um, wow they have a legal limit of thirty five micrograms of alcohol per hundred milliliters of your breath so, <laughs> which I my, I have a headache just from trying to do a conversion yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I'm, I'm pulling up, I'm with you I'm pulling out conversion things online how much is this what is it what mm-hmm. okay she was drunk that's what it pulls yeah. down to and oh, they, my word she was just they pulled her license for fourteen months. 14 Look, months. man, if you have a drink, don't drive. That's yeah. the simple rule of thumb. If yeah. you plan on drink, don't plan on driving. I mean, yeah. it's just, but it is funny that she came up with the whole idea of the curb was too high. Yes. And, and she was good with that uh-huh. about going to trial. She's good with this entire excuse until they say, Hey, but before we go any further, how about watching this? That's just, the part I love. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's show you the footage here. We have the, we have the yeah. officers, the, the vest footage here. Let's have a look. Oh. Uh, Oh, you know, your honor, Mark, I think I'd like to change my plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, you know, we talked earlier about the live uh, cop shows and things yeah. like that. There was one, and this goes back before live PD, and it was in the cops era, okay, where there was a police, it was in Florida. This police officer uh, uh, pulls a woman over, gives her a ticket, takes her to jail for DUI. And she later claimed, all right, after she'd gone through all this rigmarole, claimed that he had gotten handsy with her mm. and that he had, the, the, yeah. the police officer had molested her or whatever. Well, this is a, he was a, a cop that had a good record, been on the force for several years, was married, kids, all whole nine, right? And he's accused of being improper with this woman. Yeah. She alleged that uh, he said, if you do X, Y, Z, I'll make this go away. Mm. And... I'm going to be honest, you know, you've got a woman, a professional woman she, and and a cop and it's my word against yours and the whole thing. The one thing she didn't know and she found out when she came back for a follow-up interview with police because they were doing an investigation on this officer while he was suspended uh, with pay, but they had to suspend him based on her accusation. So they bring her back in and they're talking and getting her to double down and on what she claims actually transpired. This guy's career, marriage, everything is hanging in the balance. And they said, by the way, would you turn over here and look at the TV screen? for just?" <laughs> Thankfully, this officer had a dash cam. Oh. And the dash cam revealed everything. He was professional. He was kind. He was respectful. He was all the things you would hope that a police officer would be when interacting with somebody, you know, and so they did charge her with the false accusation and lying and all that. And I don't know what she, I know, but all I could think of in watching that Mark, I was all I could think of. We as a people does have to put cameras everywhere like that. An officer should never go into any situation. And, you know, we have seen this many accusations have been made. Uh, about police officers acting inappropriately and doing the wrong thing against yeah. criminals. Yeah. 
And it's just, oh, it just, it, it grinds my gears, Mark. Mm. It grinds and, my gears. And almost 100% of the time, not always, not 100%, but yeah. almost 100% of the time, that uh, that dash cam video or that police officer, that vest camera video, the body cam video, supports what the officers said. That, uh, that and that the, the, cl- the claim against them is false. Almost yeah. every time. Are, are cops 100% infallible and great people? I challenge you to find a hundred percent in any profession. You want catch me on the wrong day, and you're—I'm yeah. a bad example of what I claim to believe. That's right. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, and you know we had the the British story a few minutes ago, yeah. and now as long as we're there, okay, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like boy, I'm bad at geography when it comes to this. Like, I don't know all the British Isles. I don't know all that stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I'm like there was one like the Isle of Man or whatever. I thought uh, that was made up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a real place. Oh, man. There's some, I was there's some watching great... one of my uh, World at War things. Oh, yeah. saw that they were staging at the Isle of Man. I'm yeah. like, really? The Isle of Man is the host to a couple of great motorcycle races every year. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is that really how you spell Isle? <laughs> anyway, I just don't it's remember. It's not like the one at a Walmart. Come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or G I double L I G A N spells Gilligan. Oh, oh, All right, Mark. Poor people. <laughs> Northern Ireland. Yeah. Let's go with a message in a bottle. Okay. Oh wow. I hope that someone gets my. I hope that someone gets my message in a bottle. A Northern Ireland man's message in a bottle was found nearly 23 years later after traveling. Only about 18 miles. 44-year-old Stephen Caulfield said he was, a, was single and living in Rust River when he wrote the message reading, quote, I'm 22 years old. Please write to me if you're a girl. Thanks. Bless his heart. This is clearly before texting. Caulfield said he put the message into a bottle and launched it into the Carlington Law. I think that's law on January 5th of 1999. He says it was done just to see how far it would go. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I'd previously thrown one in when I was a teenager. Caulfield said he had forgotten about the message by the time photos of his letters started circulating on social media. His bottle had been found just a couple of weeks ago on the shore in Dundrum, about 18 miles from where he threw it in the water. Caulfield said he was hoping for the bottle to reach a bit further, but he doesn't mind that it never landed him a date. He's now married, <laughs> has three kids. He says, my wife and kids are having a laugh about it. My daughter said, I'm viral. (laughs) I collected my boy from school uh, this morning. And as I did, the vice principal said, there's a message in a bottle. (laughs) He Ah. he said on Twitter, the response to the bottle's discovery has been overwhelmingly positive. And he was glad to be about to give people something different to talk about other than COVID. Wow. 18 miles. This is hard. So yeah. 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 23 years ago. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And he's and he's he's 23 years and 18 miles. And we've had stories of people across Mm -hmm. the Atlantic, across the Pacific, you know, Mm -hmm. in Australia to the United States and things like that. And this guy's like 18 miles down the the coast. (laughs) Wow. Solar power. There you go. That what it was. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and all right off the air mark and i were talking about um just dash cams and things like that yeah 
because of different stories we've had. And I told him I saw something on uh, like Facebook Marketplace or something. It was a dash cam and a dude had bought it and it's brand new in the box, you know, 20 bucks. And I thought, man, they're so cheap. They Every police car should have these, you know. Yeah. Well, they do. Anyway, <laughs> I know now they do. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day they didn't. But anyway, right below that, okay, and yeah. I'm going to just throw it out there. There's an ad, uh, a guy selling a uh, a a Honda Civic, all oh, right, no. a 2001 Honda Civic. Now, yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. Before you buy a used car, and I mean this, you need to go and look up what kind of problems they have after yeah. a certain mileage mark. Because I'm gonna be honest, yeah. if you've got a Honda Civic, we all know that Hondas tend to run for a long time. <laughs> They're very dependable vehicles. I'm not a salesman for Honda. Just I've owned a few, and they've always I've never had a problem with them. Right? You know, they're good cars. And, yeah. So you see a, you're looking for that little, you know, maybe it's for your kid or you're just looking for something to go back and forth to the grocery store, something small, just whatever. And you see this, Hey, it's, you know, older, but it still runs, looks great, blah, blah, blah. And you start seeing things like replace the radiator, the water pump. And <laughs> okay. You start looking, Hey, all these new stuff, it's all been replaced. A lot of us don't take the time to think, why was that all replaced? <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to say that you need to spend a little bit of time trying to figure out why different parts have been bought and put on your the used car you're looking at. Yeah. Because it could be a sign of something a lot worse. Somebody has, put that, out there. somebody has put that car up for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Because someone in their life has said, if you spend one more dollar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't fixed the problem yet. Okay. Right. And. I'm looking at this car. I think I owned this car before. Okay. It looks good and it drives good. As long as you don't go really very far, right. don't give it time to overheat because it's got a cracked head. And I'm just saying, you know, that so throwing it out there that if that's your thing right now and you just do some research that there is a particular model that over after it hits 180,000 miles, yeah. they tend to all have the same problem. And it you can replace the radiator and the water heater and everything else, but yeah. you got a bigger problem that you just don't know. So yeah. throwing it out there. And while I test drove it, really, you know, most test drives are not far enough right. to determine what kind of shape the car's in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you really need to have it for a couple of days. Yep. And then that's why they don't do that. You know, and no, yeah, that's true. you can drive it around the block, make sure the lights and blinkers and brakes all work, but you're not <laughs> driving this home for the night. No. Uh, in a lot of cases, they don't want you driving it home for the night. No, they don't they, want you only to find out what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if you, you know, buy here, pay here, go ahead. You know, you, oh, it's like you can drive it home, but only with a down payment, you know, yep. and that down payment is going to buy us two new cars at the auction that we will then put on the lot at $500 down and 50 bucks oh. a week. There you go. <laughs> like, that's not that bad of a deal if you need a you know if you if, yeah. <laughs> there was a guy mark years ago i had an advertiser and this is like back first couple of years of the career and i had a guy that did a live radio you know he did his own commercial and he would call in yeah. and tell us about the latest greatest thing he got mm. and from i think it was like his goal was to get people in to get paid on friday in cash or whatever to come by his car lot on the way home you know, and he called himself the walking man's friend. Oh, man. I'm not. Kidding. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, I wish I could remember his name, and yeah. I can, but I can't say yeah, it. You'll but be, anyway. You'll be walking back to his dealership at some point. Yeah. yeah. He was the walking man's friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mark. I just remember that. $500 down, 50 bucks a week. You can afford this. You don't have to be walking around, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Buy here, pay here. I mean... I just, you know how the little things that stick out in your brain over time? And this was back many, many years ago. Yeah. Wow. Talk about rent a rack. the car salesman. He's your friend <laughs> and he's there to help. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, that was from, uh, that was from uh, Third Rod from the Sun. Oh, Be sure to listen to you. the car salesman. He's your friend and he's there to help. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That... Play it again, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Be sure to listen to the car salesman. He's your friend, and he's there to help. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, all right, off the air, Mark and I were talking about um, just dash cams and things like that. Yeah. Uh, because of different stories we've had. And I told him, I saw something on, uh, like, Facebook Marketplace or something. It was a dash cam. And... A dude had bought it and it's brand new in the box, you know, 20 bucks. And I thought, man, they're so cheap. They, every police car should have these, you know? Yeah. Well, they do. Anyway, <laughs> I know now they do, yeah. but you know, back in the day they didn't, but anyway, right below that. Okay. And yeah. I'm going to just throw it out there. There's an, a uh, guy selling a, uh, a, a Honda civic. All oh, right. No. A 2001 Honda civic. Now, yeah. I'm going to tell you something before you buy a used car. And I mean this. You need to go and look up what kind of problems they have after yeah. a certain mileage mark. Because I'm going to be honest, yeah. if you've got a Honda Civic, we all know that Hondas tend to run for a long time. <laughs> They're very dependable vehicles. I'm not a salesman for Honda. Just I've owned a few and they've always, I've never had a problem with them. Right. You know, They're good cars. And, yeah. So you see, a, you're looking for that little, you know, maybe it's for your kid or you're just looking for something to go back and forth to the grocery store, something small, just whatever. And you see this, hey, it's, you know, older, but it still runs, looks great, blah, blah, blah. And you start seeing things like replace the radiator, the water pump, and, <laughs> okay, you start looking, hey, all these new stuff, it's all been replaced. A lot of us don't take the time to think, why was that all replaced? <laughs> okay? And I'm just going to say that you need to spend a little bit of time trying to figure out why different parts have been bought and put on your, the used car you're looking at, yeah. because it could be a sign of something a lot worse. Somebody has put it that, out there. Somebody has put that car up for sale on Facebook marketplace yes. because someone in their life has said, if you spend one more dollar, yes, yes. <laughs> it hasn't fixed the problem yet. Okay. Right. And I'm looking at this car. I think I owned this car before. Okay. <laughs> it looks good, and it drives good as long as you don't go really very far. Right. Don't give it time to overheat because it's got a cracked head. And I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that uh, so throwing it out there that if that's your thing right now and you just do some research, <laughs> that there is a particular model that over after it hits 180,000 miles, yeah. they tend to all have the same problem, and it you can replace the radiator and the water heater and everything else, but you yeah. got a bigger problem that you just don't know. So yeah. throwing it out there and well, I test drove it really, you know, most test drives are not far enough right. to determine what kind of shape the car's in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you really need to have it for a couple of days. Yep. 
And then that's why they don't do that. You know, and no, yeah, that's true. you can drive it around the block, make sure the lights and blinkers and brakes all work, but you're not <laughs> driving this home for the night. No, in a lot of cases, they don't want you driving it home for the night. No, they don't they, want you only to find after out you what's buy wrong. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if you, you know, buy here, pay here, go ahead. You know, you, Oh, it's like you can drive it home, but only with a down payment, you know, yep. and that down payment is going to buy us two new cars at the auction that we will then put on the lot at $500 down and 50 bucks oh. a week. There you go. <laughs> like, that's not that bad of a deal. If you need a, you know, if you, if, yeah. <laughs> there was a guy, Mark, years ago, I had an advertiser and this is like back first couple of years of the career. And I had a guy that did a live radio, you know, he did his own commercial and he would call in and tell us about the latest, greatest thing he got. Mm. And from, I think it was like his goal was to get people in to get paid on Friday in cash or whatever to come by his car lot on their way home, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) he called himself the walking man's friend. Oh man. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish I could remember his name, and yeah. I can, but I can't say yeah, it. But be, anyway. You'll be walking back to his dealership at some point. Yes. Yeah. He was the walking man's friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mark. I just remember that. $500 down, 50 bucks a week. You can afford this. You don't have to be walking around, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Buy here, pay here. I mean, I just you know how the little things that stick out in your brain over time? And this was back many, many years ago. Yeah. Wow. Talk about rent a rack. the car salesman. He's your friend <laughs> and he's there to help. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, that was from, uh, that was from, uh, third rod from the sun. Oh, Be sure to listen to you. the car salesman. He's your friend and he's there to help. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That play it again and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Be sure to listen to the car salesman. He's your friend and he's there to help. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Tell your friends, the Mark and Mac Show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show, back for the new year. Woohoo! After yesterday's uh, interesting start and stop. We thought we were yesterday. Holy free holies. <laughs> yeah, we were both ready. It's, you know what? There are technical things that happen because yeah. Mark and I both do stupid stuff when we're off work, which is why we don't take a lot of time off. Just FYI. And, oh, this will work. Yeah, this is a great idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Unbelievable. But it's so any way you look at it. It's just different. You know, I was thinking about this this morning on the way to the studio, how, how it's just different enough between doing broadcast type radio and internet radio that all you have to have is one tiny little thing that you wouldn't even think twice about, mm-hmm. you know, you just wouldn't, you go yeah. into the station on an average morning and you wouldn't even think twice about one little, one little piece of equipment right. in a corner in a closet somewhere, not working properly. And it just blows your whole day. That right. doesn't happen in broadcast radio, but in internet radio, it can. <laughs> well, I want to add one little thing to that, Mark. Yes. It actually does happen in broadcast radio. <laughs> yeah. But it's not yeah. it's not nearly well, no. I, I understand, yeah. 
I understand. It's I, just funny because yeah. you know, no, because I'm gonna because you're gonna think about it now. You're gonna go all the time. Something small knocked the station <laughs> off the air. Yeah, I know. yes. And it, it just depended. <laughs> are you working for a big conglomerate or a mom and pop? Are you working with somebody oh. that you can call and say, "Hey, we need the engineers to get to the transmitter shack," uh-huh. or, yep. um, "Hey, Mark, you and Dave go down there with a the silly putty and duct tape and see if you can fix the problem." <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> yeah. But this is on me and Mark, so there you yeah. go. Or Mark and I. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> On the way, the new year is here, and uh, the only thing that has changed, and I want to get into this with you, Mark, is you've been following liberals who have woken up recently, and there are more and more coming to the party every day going, wait a minute, all of this garbage about COVID-19 and the latest Omicron or whatever it is, well, this might not be what they are selling. The bill of goods ain't adding up, so we got that coming up also. Um, more fun than you can shake a stick at because that is the one thing I did during the holidays. I kept out in the backyard. I was standing out there in short pants, long socks and sandals, and I was shaking a stick ah. and nobody, nobody was in my yard, Mark. Well, I just stood there shaking the stick. That explains the pictures I saw on social media. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, Mark, during the uh, holidays, did uh, Mike Eccles text you very much? I know you were down with sinus issues, but... I, I got a couple of texts from Mike. Okay. I know that... Uh, Our they, buddy Mike. Yeah, they went to the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, and got sick. <laughs> yeah, and, his family got sick. Hey, bless his heart. That sounds like you and me, doesn't it? Everybody I, around it us did. gets sick. <laughs> I was like, I kept thinking, dude, am I living in an alternate universe? Because I think I'm here, you know? Oh, I felt so bad. Dude goes, they, they have this you know big vacation plan. They go to the mountains. It's going to be a great time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and end up in bed. So four days down the toilet, never left the cabin. <laughs> Get the flu while you're on vacation. Yep. That's what you it's want. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I my. love the Smoky Mountains. I remember the paneling in that cabin. That was, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's yeah. all I saw. <laughs> But you know what? I, I told him, though, and I thought about that because, you know, Mike is one of those guys. And everybody has a Mike Eccles in your life. Yeah. OK, I know. I know you do. I, I mean, we all have that guy that you go. You got a problem with the car. You got a problem with the hot water heater, the washer, the dryer, whatever it is. I wonder what Mike thinks about this. You know, I, yeah. do you have that uh, sphincter sliding uh, crescent wrench? I have to have one of those, you know, and Mike's like, yeah. I got one out here in the back. Hold on, you know? And so Mikey is our guy. Yeah, and I wonder who his guy is, you know? I So when he goes, it's like he's always doing something. It not always, and it's not always for himself. Probably no, no. 70% of the time Mostly, when he's busy yeah. doing something, it's for free for someone else, okay? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought to myself when he sent me the tape, he was talking about being sick and everything, and uh, I felt bad for him. Then I went, wait a minute. This is God's way of actually giving him a break because <laughs> if he was sick at home, you know he wouldn't be in bed or he would be doing stuff that <laughs> would true. probably prolong this illness, you know, because he'd be laying there going, oh, I feel good enough to go out there and take the engine out of that uh, 1929, yeah. you know, whatever. Wow, and yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of how I thought the only way Mike's going to get a break is if he is away from home, <laughs> stranded and can't go back. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he he was real happy about the amount of money it cost to do that, too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, man. 
if you it got it, happens. flaunt it. And yeah. it ha- only happens to people that are not rich. You know, rich <laughs> people, it doesn't happen to. Yeah. I mean, you budget just, every penny. Okay, this mm-hmm. is how much we have to spend on this trip. Woohoo, we're going. And then you spend the week in the hotel sniffing. Yep. You know. Yeah, but you go, hey, but you know what? We saved money in the long run. There was no golf. There was no shopping. There was, well, no eating out. Actually, yeah, we saved money because we went to the DG and picked up our cough medicine. There you go. Yeah. liferadio.fm mark and mac show and you know a big happy new year to everybody it does feel weird though yeah i was looking back mark um at calendars from years gone by and i was looking because our show began january 10th of 2000 Mm -hmm. and we had just come off the whole y2k thing that consumed you know yeah the world from 1995 until you know january 1st 2000 i remember and, that morning uh, watching all the you know watching where was it in in it, it was way uh, somewhere in new zealand yeah. it was some like i don't know like wombat new zealand yeah, or something, something like you that know, Wa- watching it everybody thought the computers yeah. were all going to crash and everything right. that's when we'll know <laughs> you know is, is this remember, place has lights i remember that morning opening the mic and saying hey we're still here you know? yeah. <laughs> and that was like we we're going okay wait a minute here it comes and it because it hit at 5 a.m that was the whole thing or anyway whenever it hit it was they were that far ahead of yeah, us so like yeah. we had an 18 hour time to go well i guess the world's not going to fall apart now there were a couple little glitches but for the yeah. most you know we had oh, patches yeah. and things like that installed and everything was fine but uh there were there were a number of people that uh, that new year's eve that had uh built their generator fed you know stock their y2k bunkers yeah yes. they had the bunker that was it the bunker and they had they were like you know saving their urine and gallon bottles because oh they had a purification gosh. system Thank they had you. to purify the water for oh, drinking man. and they had all their ready their their ready to eat meals you know yeah. they had all this dried food and everything else and when everything didn't happen that i wonder who did they cuss first? You know, the idiot they listened to on talk radio that told them the world was going to end, you know, <laughs> who did they get mad at? And you know, there were wives all uh-huh. over the world going to their, their husband saying, really, we spent $50,000 on dried food. This stuff tastes like cardboard, man. You know, we have a whole section. We have a whole basement dedicated to storing all this stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I know (laughs) there was one radio guy on his talk show that kept talking about you need to get generators and you need Mm -hmm. to buy the food and all this. He was really selling it hard leading up to it. And um, and the thing is, is that he didn't let anybody know that he actually owned the company that was reselling all this stuff. Well, go figure. <laughs> and then he became a state senator. So, you know, there what you are go. you going to do about that? At any wow. rate, uh, we I was anyway looking back at that and because uh, I was looking at, you know, we had New Year's Eve on a Friday um, with New Year's Day on a Saturday. And, you know, it's always weird um, when or to me anyway, the way that people get off work for the holidays, you know, and. I would think that New Year's Eve, the last day of the year, you know, for work would be a day off, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the first day of the new year, or you get both off. Right. Right. And that's what I was actually looking at. I'm going, what day was that? You know, because we were both working. It was all hands on deck. And anyway, I looked at it. We were in that same time frame of 1999 going into 2000 that we are now. It was on a Friday, New Year's Eve. New Year's Day was a Saturday. There you go. So that, and that's where we are now. So in reality on January 10th, you know, when we hit that Monday, 
that will actually be our 22nd. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I know. 22 years, man. That's why my back hurts. Yeah. Mm. 22 years ago. And so I thought that's kind of neat. And, and what's the first thing that Mark does um, when we got together? It was so bad. The first week and a half together that he took time off, went on vacation. (laughs) He went to the mountains. That was it. He's like, I got to get away from this guy. He's driving me crazy. He's making everybody mad. He, the Kathy Lee Gifford people hate him. Wow. <laughs> you remember? I Kathy remember Lee Gifford, that. Jesse I Jackson. I don't, I don't remember going on vacation, but I do remember everybody being angry. I re- oh, yeah. You I had your, uh, oh, yeah. Now you had your annual trip to the mountains with your group of friends. Oh, you know, that was the church, church trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Man, anyway, it was just, it's just kind of funny that we both stepped on that rat at the same time, man. Yikes. Because Mark was just waiting for somebody to join him for, he had been doing this for years, you know? <laughs> And it was like, but he was the only guy and they would give him enough rope. They were like, Mark, we really want you to do what you believe God's leading you to do. And uh-huh. here's the rope. Okay. <laughs> and if you would go ahead and save us some time and put this rope around your neck. And we'll tell you when you've gone too far, run towards yeah. the fence, son. Yeah. run towards the fence. <laughs> so finally, when they go to get him back, you know, in the fall of 99, they're like, well, how much money do we have to throw at you to come back to work at this joint? You know, you know, what was funny about that was I had that question. I had that question over lunch with Nate, the headless manager. And, uh, he, uh, he says, so, uh, what's it going to take? And I, and I just kind of, I just thought, what number can I throw at him? That'll scare him away. <laughs> it'll make him throw up in his mouth. Yes. What, what number can I give him? That'll, that'll, he'll just say, well, there's no way we can do that. Thanks for having lunch with me. You know? And I threw yeah. it at him and he said, hang on a second. I'll be right back. And he had to go take a phone call or something. And he came back and he's good. He's, he's got like the calculator up and he's looking, he says, just says, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> oh man and i went well god this is obvious you want me to do something different yeah now. <laughs> okay so and then it's like 90 days later they're like hey we've hired another guy and uh you're gonna work with him <laughs> I, I, good luck i remember that lunch <laughs> oh, that was funny it was <laughs> i just remember thinking you know when i went to bible college you know it was crazy <laughs> enough i remember you know that when you the different times and I remember going to Bible college thinking that we were all going to be taught to be very bold in our witness, but not excluding ourselves from everything, you know, that we were going to be inclusion and sharing the truth and why there's such great joy in knowing the King of Kings of being that follower of Jesus, you know? And I remember thinking that my first day going to Bible college (laughs) and my, I'm that first morning by noon, I went, where is the padded cell? Because half of these people need to be in there right now. Oh my word. I'm like, here's the box. Let's crawl into the right hand corner of that box. Let's just say I'm that, like, let's just say that when they put us together, they didn't understand what they were getting. Well, Mark, you're gonna stand there in front of God and he's gonna say, I gave you a hundred thousand watt FM radio station and you did what? <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it might be, hey, was it fun? You know? It's just, wow. <laughs> no, you, what you don't want to do is just what everybody always does. Right. I mean, that's, and that was the thing. And, and the yeah. reason that people were mad, and they were not just mad at you, they were mad at me too. Because Oh, yeah. Well, they were mad at everybody. Yeah, they were mad at us because we did. We it, sat in their pew seat. That was the thing. We moved, we moved their Bible and pocketbook to sit down. <laughs> that's pretty much what we did. Yeah. And they started petitions against us and trying oh, yeah. to get us fired. Well, that was fun. That took time, though. That yeah. took time. To, you know, we had to really make one of our employees mad. <laughs> and then he got his really obese wife oh, to go to you. her, you know. <laughs> anyway, crazy 
times, had by all, but that was, yeah. you know, begin. so we're coming up on that, uh, that 22nd anniversary mark. Wow. I know. Wow. Crazy times. We could just thought get we'd that kid to move out of the through. house, you know, because I, you know, he's 22 years old now. I just got to get him out of here. Come on. It's like the memory's still there. It's 22 years old. He's still eating out of my fridge. What do we do about this? Did I tell you Hannah moved out? <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and we do appreciate you joining us and ask that you share this with a friend loved one whomever just we would you know what mark we might have to do this Uh go online and just to you know how you 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 do that blanket shot to everybody yeah and i've never done it i've never been one of those guys to go to everybody on my list and go to their facebook page and put the logo on there (laughs) i've thought about it but i thought how bad i hate it when somebody does that to me (laughs) It's your turn because I did that. (laughs) I know. And so I thought, you know, I might just have to do it anyway. um, If you would share with a friend, liferadio.fm, we would love it. Mm. And uh, hope, you know, kind of a sidebar. Uh, yeah. Thanks to to those of you who have done that. I know some of you oh, did yeah. that over the Christmas holidays because uh, I was, I don't know about you, Dave. Oh, of course, of course you were. I was watching numbers. I was mm. checking in from time to time while we were, you know, minding our own business, doing our own things. And seeing hey wow there's a bunch of people here yeah you know i would just yep. like wow where where have you been where have you been <laughs> oh you just found yeah. out everybody got together for christmas and and they started talking about yeah. liferadio.fm and now poof, we have Boom. more people so love it thank you for that and thanks for being here. and yeah and did find out that um uh that some people um really like some artists that we play and yeah. some don't um <laughs> one version of one song in particular oh. seemed to set a couple yeah just one of those little things that i went really? ah, i'll make a mental note of the, yeah <laughs> anyway it was just but you know what it wasn't mean and it was just hey this really grinds my gears it didn't mind and it was hey a, a friend right said i know you really like blah 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 right i don't like this <laughs> yeah and uh just you know you ask for my opinion i'm right. giving it i yeah. thought and then i thought well wait a minute didn't really ask for your opinion on that you know <laughs> i'm kidding I'm kidding i'm well, kidding that's good. I, i'm glad that feedback, i've done yeah. it yeah i've done it so long mark that what used to hurt my feelings or make me think well you don't know what you're talking about right, you know yeah. i've got the yeah. it's like now i listen to go oh you know what you're probably right i'll get rid of that yeah, you know i yeah, just yeah i the, the one thing that does come with age some people it, they they mellow not mellow but just adjust or mature yeah others don't and i did not want to be the guy that don't you know i wanted to be that right. guy yeah. and i thought about it when i was younger i remember thinking i wonder if i'm going to be like this when i'm 50 you know <laughs> i i did and i'm like i wonder if i'll make it to 50 you know that was really the uh, question I'm, yeah anyway so and when somebody says you know do you really like this or that and i'm like eh, not really then why do you play it? You're right. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> See, I wouldn't want to be you. But anyway, uh, a lot of you did chime in. One, what I was going to remind you about is now's a great time to begin the daily Bible reading. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a daily, it, it right there on the main page of liferadio.fm. It says start a daily Bible reading plan. It's the one year in a Bible online. Granted, we are a couple of days into the year, but not so far that you can't catch up. Begin it, you know, and uh, you look it's that one chance if you said i'm going to read the bible this year from cover to cover here's your chance it's organized it's really well done and mark made sure that it's easy to get Uh, it has an audio version as well so 
we're going to do, I, I know I'm doing it again yeah. and I hope you will too. It, you, you just, there are certain things in life you don't regret. Right. You know, reading the Bible is up there at the very top of the list. Yeah. We're just four days in. Just four yep. days. I mean, it's plenty. You, it takes, a, what, about 20 minutes? If yes, you're listening maybe. to the audio version, it's about 20 yeah. minutes. You it, know? Put it this way. It takes less time than it does to uh, listen to a Big Bang Theory without <laughs> commercials. Okay? <laughs> there you go. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show where, Mark, you have talked about plane travel with kids and things like oh, that. And man. I have said many times, having traveled with my children, you know, at, at different ages for both of us, you know, uh, because you do change as a parent from 25 to 40. Oh, yeah. And I've always thought traveling with a small child by air, that when they're not old enough to quite understand what yep. you're doing, yep. that it was not a good idea because no. they're children, they don't know what's going on why is my head feeling so yeah. weird you know yeah. or whatever and yeah. for some they can deal with it some can't i just think it's unfair to the child much less everybody around you yeah. you know but i think most people understand that i mean i i would think that most people would understand well you're giving yeah. a lot of credit to a I, lot of idiots man um i well yeah and i've always been that way you know me i tend to be generous I know, but i know but, you but, are but the i think i think uh, people do understand that i think there is a line though when that kid, the, the kid is not just not understanding, but the kid is just at, is just doing things the parents should stop them from doing. Now, that is where I cross the line. Kicking but my, the parents won't because little Johnny is just expressing well, himself. Kicking the well, back of my seat. Yeah. Things like that. That kind of stuff. Yes. You know, that that stuff that that crosses the line for me. Little kids not understanding that why their ears are popping or why there's it's so noisy. Yeah. That's, you know, you're going to give them a little yeah. grace there. But I am, you know, but you ought not put your child through that. Right. I, I'm that I'm that way. I'm 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 that way about little kids in a lot of situations. Yeah. I'm that way about little, little bitty ones like that in theme parks. I, they don't understand. They don't know. They don't know what they're seeing. And you may be ooing and eye. Oh, they love Mickey Mouse. No, it's a big thing. They don't understand. And they're just smiling because you're smiling. They don't. <laughs> they see lots of colors and they're stimulated. Read something, please. And understand how your child works. They don't love Mickey Mouse. They love the fact that you're you're Googling and you're 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 all happy about it. It's just, come on. Wake so if you're up. taking a flight to go meet yeah, Disney, exactly. you might want to meet Mickey. You might want to find out yeah. how to make your kids stop kicking the back of the seat. <laughs> well, if you've uh, ever been on a long haul flight and you found yourself trapped uh, near screaming kids, you know you know how this works. That nightmare could be coming to an end. It could be a thing of the past because the folks over at Scoot, that's an offshoot of Singapore Airlines, they're offering passengers the opportunity to escape that. That whole thing with kids and screaming and such. People traveling with this airline can now upgrade their seat and get away from it all in their scoot, scoot in silence section. <laughs> scoot in silence. Where children under the age of 12 are banned. No kids under 12. None. And not only that, it'll just set you back 21 bucks. 21 bucks more on top of your ticket and you get a section with no children. According to reports, the quiet section is located between rows 21 and 25, comes with extra leg room too. Oh, I'm in just for the extra leg room. 
The website says, quote, scoot in peace and quiet when you reserve seats in our scoot in silence zone located at the front of all of our 787 Dreamliners. Besides the exclusive and silent cabin, no kids under 12 allowed here, you can also enjoy additional comfort. Every seat comes with an adjustable headrest and you can reserve super and stretch seats where available. What's more, you'll be able to you'll also be able to get off the aircraft ahead of others upon landing. Uh, speaking uh, at the launch of Scoot in Silence back in 2013. This has been around that long. Mm. <laughs> Scoot's CEO, Campbell Wilson, said, no offense to our younger guests who or those traveling with them, you still have the rest of the aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you turn your head uh, and look down the aisle from your Scoot in Silence seat and see pandemonium breaking loose, kids starting campfires <laughs> in the aisles, and all kinds of stuff, but not you, buddy. You're safe. And it all costs 21 bucks. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us today. And it's good to be back after, you know, getting a kickstart to the day yesterday with some technical issues. So (laughs) there you go. But Mark, I saw this story and I was hoping you did too, because, um, Whenever there's a rescue helicopter mission, you yeah. know, it's it's usually a, I can't imagine we don't have more uh, accidents. OK, right. Because, you know, when when you watch those shows uh, of of these heroic people going in to save the lives of somebody they don't know, that's their job. You know, yeah. your job description is risk life to save somebody you don't know. Yep. And that they don't they oftentimes end up in a secondary problem you know mm-hmm. because of the situation they're going into so when you see a headline that says man swims for 12 hours after helicopter crashes during rescue mission <laughs> i to me i'm like why don't we see more of these you know uh-huh. yeah serge gell he's the uh, uh the policing minister of madagascar not to be confused with those penguin guys was uninjured after his helicopter plummeted into the sea off the island's northeastern coast uh, a couple of mondays back The 57-year-old and another police officer were part of a rescue mission for a cargo ship that had been sinking. uh, According to the reports, the vessel was illegally carrying 138 passengers when it sank. It's understood that at least 64 people have passed away. While a further 24 remain missing, 50 survivors have been found. Both Mr. Gell and his fellow officer were able to eject themselves from the helicopter when it came into trouble while inspecting the site of the sunken uh, vessel. Mm. They eventually made it separately to the town of Mahambo on uh, Tuesday, the 21st of December. Speaking in a video after his mammoth journey, he said, I'm alive. I arrived safely in Mahambo, and I'm grateful to all fishers and villagers in Mahambo. Also, the hotel manager, Mr. Jason. (laughs) Odd person to thank. That's right. He gave me towels and pajamas. Um, I've been swimming from yesterday at 7.30 p.m. to today at 7.30 a.m. It wasn't my time to die. Thanks, God. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Whenever hours. I see those, I do think, I just think, I could I do it? You know, do you, when you see something like that, I think, what would I do in the same thing? Because, you know, when you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof, and I yeah. mean, before you turn 25 or have children, <laughs> you know, I could do that. Not a big deal. Here, right. I would use my pants as a flotation device. That's you know, right, I would yeah. tie a knot in the end of each leg and I would uh-huh. fling them in the air and fill them with air. And that's what I would do to stay afloat. Right. All right. So after about 30 seconds of this, you know, and you're yeah. talking 12 hours, I mean, Wow. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, you're in that situation where if I stop doing something, I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know this, every second you're out there, I'm going to die. Even if I do my best, best, uh-huh. a shark, a whale, somebody could take me out. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. What is there out here that's hungry? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the ocean is eating constantly. That's all they do. I'm on their turf, and it's mealtime. Yes. Talk about <laughs> surf and turf. Here I am. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and uh mark i gotta ask you very quickly did you do you stay up on new year's eve and wait for the new year uh in some yeah i wait for the new year to pass at some other country on the other side of the planet (laughs) okay so usually about six o'clock i'm out okay there you go i'm just curious you know it's never been a big thing for me well it used to be for me and, sure. and we used to, Jane and I used to do that. We used to sit up and, and bring in the new year. And, and the thing is now that the only thing that keeps us awake is the neighbors and their fireworks. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's right. about it. You know, right. we had mortars going off in our neighborhood. I thought we were being invaded, but, uh, <laughs> you know, How but funny. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and we passed by, we got out the next day and, uh, rambled around a little bit just to get out of the house for a little while because yeah. Jane and I were both off work last week. We just, you yeah. know, so yeah. we'd been kind of hanging around the house doing things. And finally, it's, we got to the point. It's like, God, we got to get out of here. I, you know? So we right. got out for a little while on New Year's Day and we saw the carnage from the yeah. neighbors. I mean, just, just the piles and piles of mortar shells. And <laughs> right. wow, it's just like I, I thought they dug entrenchments and there would be you know all kinds <laughs> of stuff around their homes. It was crazy. But, <laughs> but but no, we don't we don't stay up like that. We just don't. Plus, uh, you know, with uh, Braylon wanting to do fireworks and all. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I know that fireworks are a really cool thing. You know, I, I, I love watching oh, the displays yeah. uh, They're when they're well done. Of course, when you do it in the backyard, it's, you know, not as it, it's just a different thing. You can pull and off a pretty good home display, but you got to spend you got to you got to spend a chunk of change to do it. Yeah. They're and that's not me. No, you know, no. it's like I, you know, you work hard for the money and to watch it really go up and smoke. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can watch the neighbor do that. That's right. Anyway. But we always get some for Braylon and have some fun with it, yeah. and uh, we did, and it was it was kind of cool, you know, because it was warm. Uh, if I remember correctly, I, I think I was still wearing shorts. Tough <laughs> yeah. to remember. Let's see, wait, was, that, was that when it was eighty and we had oh, a thunderstorm or tornado warnings yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> and now but, what is it? Hang on, let me look. It's twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's twenty. Right there, you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We went from we had a, a twenty four hour swing of eighty degrees uh, to snow on the ground yeah. i mean it really and truly happened like that for alabama and other areas yep but uh, anyway I, I the reason i ask is i don't there used to be like dick clark's new year's rock and eve right you remember that was yeah. it was even it was so big that it was in forrest gump okay they showed that <laughs> and i remember watching that and it was always kind of cool you know and i i now it's like i don't I, at all i mean i'm it the last time i remember actually being up at that time was 99 into 2000 that was yeah. the last time you know yeah, yeah I but think so, yeah. every year there's something stupid that happens on cnn you know they have their oh, new year's eve thing it's embarrassing and yeah it is it's just shocking what happens but once again it's like there are certain rules of broadcasting that are supposed to be followed by anybody who's going to be on a live broadcast, whether it's New Year's Eve or not, doesn't matter. And that is don't drink and talk on the air. 
It just never works out Apparently, well. Apparently, CNN, CNN just never doesn't got, seem they to They didn't know get this. that memo, did they? They just didn't. Nope. <laughs> or they just didn't read it because yeah. it came from an old guy, you yeah. know? Every year, they've got somebody on the air plastered. Every year. And this year, Andy Cohen, yeah. you know? And Don uh, Lemon, both of them. Well, Andy Cohen in particular is yeah. having to apologize, you yes. know, because he yeah. actually made a comment um, while they were doing, he, Andy Cohen is a comedian. I put that in the, you know, air quotes. Yeah. Uh, but he and Anderson Cooper were hosting the CNN thing. Yeah. And um, anyway, the because you're in Times Square and all that, behind them was ABC. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, you know, took over for Dick Clark. Right. Um, and New Year's Rock and Eve. So Ryan Seacrest is there hosting and Journey, the band, was playing in the background. Now, you know. Journey has been a was a rock band from the seventies before <laughs> Steve Perry joined them. Yes. Then Steve Perry joined the band and they had a number of big hits. Yeah. And then Steve Perry and the band had a falling out and they went their separate ways. Uh the long story short is Journey, uh, as a rock band is I'm sure a wonderful band, but the guy who sang lead on all their big hits from the seventies and eight, he hasn't been with them in a long time. <laughs> so it is what it is. Yeah. And Cohen made a joke. There was a bunch of smoke coming from the stage area, you know, with the pyrotechnics. And this is a direct quote. He said on CNN. Okay. Andy Cohen with Anderson Cooper says there's a bunch of smoke coming from Ryan Seacrest group of losers wow. that are performing behind us. Mm. I mean, with all due, if you're, if you've been watching ABC tonight, you've seen nothing. I'm sorry, but it's true. Wow. Now, while that might wow. be something you would say to a friend making a joke or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And as I pointed out, I you just don't do that. You know, Journey no. might not be the band they once were, and there are plenty of other options, but that's who ABC went with for New Year's Rock and Eve. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Really, Cohen? There's more people that know the band Journey than know who Andy Cohen is. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. And being on CNN for New Year's Eve, I had more viewers outside my house at 6 o'clock <laughs> watching fireworks with Braylon than watch their midnight show. You know? So, there you go. <sighs> Listen, Joe Rogan's podcast with this this doctor, Yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the doctor, the most recent one, had more viewers than CNN's entire nighttime lineup. So, right. they have four, like 40 million viewers. I yeah. mean, that's not I Love Lucy numbers, but come on. I mean, 40 million people. And CNN is the most trusted name in Jews, in news. The most trusted name in news. These, these people, they, they've lost the, uh, they've, what is it? I think it's in this, in the past, uh, in the past year, they've lost over 30% of their audience, well over 30% of their audience. And it's because people know, even if, even if you believe a certain way, people know when something's not right. And you get a sense for eh, eh, just something's not ringing true about this and you stop trusting. And so you stop watching and CNN is now experiencing that. And it just kills me that lack of judgment. It shows in so much of what they do. And that new year's Eve thing is just one more example of it. Well, by the way, Andy Cohen has just been announced as the new nighttime anchor on CNN for prime time. So there you go. Really? No. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show where the one thing that doesn't shock me is when police 
find homemade explosives and drugs together in a person's home. Yeah, yeah. It just seems to go together. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like when the cop asked the question, so have you been drinking tonight? Really? How much have you had? Two beers. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Were those two beers in gallon jugs? I'm just curious because, you know, so were they in an IV? Did they swap bags exactly. out for you? You know, <laughs> you just, that's what that needle's for, right? You just took, okay. Well, whenever the, and there, these headlines scream at us at least once a month from yeah, somewhere in this great country of ours. Coming from Pennsylvania. And here we go. Yeah. Coming yes. from Pennsylvania, a Blair County, Pennsylvania man faces a lengthy list of charges after the police found a homemade explosive and drugs in his home. 26 year old Brendan Smith. And another man were found unresponsive in a shed at his residence in at his township on December 17th. The homemade explosive device was found in a cupboard in his home, according to the charges filed by the state police, because that's where you keep a homemade explosive device in the cupboard. State police discovered marijuana, crystal meth, mushrooms, various prescription drugs, weapons and drug paraphernalia in the residence. They also found <laughs> tools that were reportedly stolen from a residence in Port Matilda. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's uh, this guy is currently in mm. prison. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, he's in the county. Yeah, well, he's in the pokey. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bless our heart. But you know what, Mark? At least we've got our first police find homemade explosives and drugs in a person's home headline for <laughs> the year. first one. Now, we need to go ahead and put a star next to this one. Let's see how many more we'll add to this by the end of 2022. <laughs> unbelievable why it's like why do they do that why do they make homemade explosives and have like because i guess the drugs make it sound like a realistic thing to do hey where do i put that hey what'd you do with that last pipe bomb put it in the cupboard next to the coffee cups what do you want what do i where am i supposed to put them oh you're supposed to put them in the medicine cabinet no that's where the meth is come on the mark and mac show